Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, so do you like free stuff? I like free stuff. I like free stuff as well. Yeah. Um, what if I said you could have free sexy stuff? I would like free sexy stuff. Where would, would we get this? From? Where would you get this? But I'm not done yet. Okay. I'm adding more cool shit. What if I said you finding a sexy stuff mm-hmm. and then you got 50% off that sexy stuff? I, I like discounts on sexy stuff. I know. Um, so if you go to adamandeve.com mm-hmm. and use the discount code by the by, B Y T H E B I, you get sexy stuff. Mm-hmm. free stuff, mm-hmm. 50% off of one stuff. Uh, and then when you check out and buy, you get free shipping. I'm really liking this, especially the free shipping down I here. know. <laughs> Look, in Australia, yeah. we don't get free shipping. It's, no. it's like fucking amazing. Uh, no, yeah. So if you go to adamandeve.com, find you a sexy toy that you really like, use buy the buy, B-Y-T-H-E-B-I, mm-hmm. you'll get some awesome things. So you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts. Mm. You will get a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, something that you both are going to want to play with. It sounds pretty good. I know. Yeah, I'm not right um, And on top of that, six free movies. And free shipping. And <laughs> free shipping. So, yes. I'm really excited by the free shipping. I know. It's, uh, it's, I feel like it's, I need to go shopping now. All right, let's uh, let's we need to wrap this up soon uh-huh. so that we can we can okay. get this done with and go to adamandeve.com and use our own discount code by the by b y t h e b i. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass, and making all shirts all sparkly, spanky clean. I'm not the funny one; I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. Music, wine, and then blue bottle. Yeah. Glory holds like a, a like dick theater. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. Uh, uh, we're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, podcast listeners. Hi. Uh, it's funny. I can actually see the spike uh-huh. where my elbow popped on the <laughs> on the thing. So I don't know if you heard that at home, but that was my elbow. Yes. Welcome back to another week of By the By. We are aging as you, <laughs> as you, as listen. you listen. Snap, crackle, pop my body. <laughs> awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So, hey. <laughs> How's it going? Hopefully everybody at home is having some really nice, sexy times. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's sexy time o'clock. I don't know. Every time is sexy time o'clock. <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. Yes, every time my clock dongs, mm-hmm. I'm like, it's time for <laughs> sex. Love it. Um, Angela is currently playing pirate with a very, um, very aware and awake Ripley, considering how late it is. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she's. We're gonna see how long it lasts. We're gonna see how long it lasts. So yeah. you might get some squeaks and squawks during this podcast. Yeah, yeah it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, what do we have coming up? So, October 19th. 
Saturday. Radley! I was going to say, do you know what it is? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but I know, I don't know the date, but I know we're going to Radelaide uh-huh. for the second rainbow party. Yeah. I'm very excited to go to that. We know some very sexy people who live in Adelaide who are kind enough to host us. Mm-hmm. And then the wonderful rainbow party at the rabbit hole. It's going to be so it's going to be fun. fun. I'm yeah. so excited. Because if anybody remembers from the first one, there was a bit of a missed opportunity for us. Yeah. And we're really hoping to rectify that this time. Yeah. Wrecked them. Dan near killed them. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to fixing that. And, you know, we've had so many people message us from, like, through emails, through yeah. Instagram. And, and like, half y'all nasty fuckers live in, in Adelaide, uh, <laughs> which is funny. For people who don't live in Australia, Adelaide is known for two things. Churches and serial killers. Because <laughs> they go hand in hand. Because they right? go hand in hand. Uh, yeah. It, it is kind of funny because people are like, you're going to Adelaide. Why? And we're like, because they have an amazing swingers club. And people look at you like, you're lying. And there's some nasty motherfuckers there. And there are some wonderfully nasty motherfuckers yeah. there. So, yes. Uh, check out Adelaide for their churches, beautiful churches, and for their serial killers. How would you know they're beautiful? You've never been inside one. I, they're pretty from the outside. I don't <laughs> go inside. I'm afraid I'm going to catch on fire. <laughs> <laughs> what a world what a world uh yeah so we're going there and i'm very much looking forward to that that's gonna be yeah. fun yeah. then shortly like shortly thereafter like a week and a half later like 10 days yeah we are off to mexico 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 we're going to it's not the same as Radley. we're going to cancun Yes. To Desire Resort. Yes. The to, Life on the, the Swing Set. Easy for you to Desire say. Resorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Very much looking forward to that. That's yeah. going to be so much yeah. fun, so relaxing. And I really just need to turn my brain off for a couple yeah. months. But a week is enough. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a start. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be great. I'm very much looking forward to that. Oh. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, – uh, then our next pendulum party is after we get back – Friday, November 22nd. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. Pendulum 13, Lucky 13. And don't worry, we'll be all rested up and recovered from desire at that point. Yeah. So, yeah. You betcha. No more jet lag. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> it's going to be great. So very much looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, what are we talking about tonight? So a couple of weeks ago. The Bedhoppers of the Bedhoppers UK podcast, they released a special midweek podcast. Uh, it yes. was episode 56, I believe. This was during uh, Bisexual Awareness Week. Yes. week. So yes. this was uh, the week of September, somewhere around 23rd. the 23rd. Yep. Yeah. And so they released it on the Wednesday. And, you know, it was definitely in line with bivisibility and bisexual awareness, etc. And it was actually really good. So if you haven't listened to it... I like how you say it was actually really good because you're like, I'm surprised. (laughs) Like, look, they're our friends and they create a very good product. They do. They do. Angela, geez. I didn't mean it like derogatorily. I don't listen to it, but I've heard very positive things about it. I didn't mean it derogatorily, but no, it's a really good episode. And definitely if you haven't listened to it, stop now, go listen to it, then come back to us. Yes. Because... What we're going to talk about is a bit of follow-up from that. 
Which is interesting because you have listened. I just want to just say, should we stop now and should I listen to it? Because look, we've talked about this before on the podcast. I don't listen to lifestyle podcasts. Real quick, just as a reminder for those at home who are playing, most of them make me angry uh, because the way they either talk about communication or the way they talk about bisexuality or the way they talk about stuff that I'm like, you, you people are really uh, – so yes, most of the, I don't listen to any other podcast. I don't even listen to our own podcast. Uh, you do all the all the sound editing and stuff like that. I just talk, which shocker I know. But uh, I do a lot of reading, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I do like to the read in the lifestyle sort of thing. But uh, podcasts, I just yell at, and they make me angry. Yeah. We'll say the bed hoppers do create a very high quality podcast what i have listened to i'm very impressed with the sound quality i'm of course i'm impressed with the the information because i do like them as humans but i think one thing that pisses me off about most most podcasts is the sound quality and Mm -hmm. theirs is top notch so props to them it is good yeah uh so all that being said (laughs) right but i still have an opinion even though i love them both yeah so their episode, they had a number of guests on, and they had a lot of discussion around bisexuality, all different realms. It was really good. I very much enjoyed it, and I really liked hearing some of the opinions and perspectives of the people that they had with them. And Were they all British? I believe so. I should listen to it just for that. I, I love know. Just the British listen accent. to the accent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry, go ahead. I really, really enjoyed it. And my only thing, I don't want to say complaint. Opportunity for growth. Well, it's, there's nothing they can do about it. Was that as, the, because it was discussive and, and because, you know, they were all sitting around and, and talking about this as a group. Okay. I wanted to join in the conversation. Oh, well, there you go. And there's nothing that can be done about that. That is correct. We we can't go back in time, no. and it's very difficult for us to fly to Great Britain. Right. So there were a number of, of points that were brought up that I thought were really good, and I really liked the perspectives of the, the people in the group. But at the same time, I wanted to push it a bit further and take the discussion a bit further. And, and okay. So I want to kind of touch on some of the points here that didn't get discussed further. Okay. And then we can just kind of see where it goes from there. Sure. But it, it was, like I said, there were some really good discussion points, some really good perspectives. But, yeah, sometimes it was like, I want you to probe that just a little bit further. You want them to probe that? <laughs> My God. Uh, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. You want them to probe it uh-huh. a little further. Uh-huh. Uh, you hear that, Mr. H? Deeper. <laughs> That's what I just heard. Yeah. yeah. Deeper is always welcome. Yeah. You betcha. (laughs) So the first topic that I would say was because one of the ladies, she was saying that, and I'm going to probably get it a little bit wrong because I'm going purely off of memory. I didn't actually write down all the specifics and whatever. I didn't, you know, my my research is not not that thorough. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) But she was talking about coming out. And okay. as, as bisexual. And I mean, coming out like on Facebook, hmm. coming out to her community. Sure. And, and I'm assuming that anybody who's really close to her would already know, but this is, you know, your, your family, your friends, and again, greater community. 
So the question is, and I think somebody asked this, was why do you need to come out? So why do you feel the need to come out? Uh, and, and there's going to be a whole array of things that follow this as well. So we may touch on some of them in discussion. Okay. So I won't go through all of the specifics that I would like to touch on. We'll just see where it goes and then we can always come back to it. But the first question is, why do you need to come out? And, and what is the impetus for that? Do you need to? You may or may not need to, but you know, what are some, what, why would you? Do you want to touch on that or do you want me to start? Um, it's, it's funny. I, you know, the first thing that came out, came up, came out, you know, the first mm-hmm. thing that comes up for me when you talk about coming out is I didn't come out necessarily for me. Mm-hmm. I came out for other people mm-hmm. and not the people necessarily like friends and family close to me, but for the people who, I don't know, who don't necessarily know me. As a role model for the yeah. greater community. And I, I, yeah. Which is funny because I don't like that word role model because I don't feel like a role model. Uh, but I do feel like a mouthpiece. Yeah. That I'm okay with. If you consider that <laughs> yeah. a role model, then go for it. But I, I'm more of a mouthpiece for the community than I am, I think, a, a, role, a true role model. Mm-hmm. Um, it was important for me to come out for that sort of uh, being authentic to myself mm-hmm. and not having to worry that when I say things – that I need to worry about what context they're being taken in. So if it, it's kind of funny, because if you're with a, let's say a male friend or female friend, gender neutral, I guess friend doesn't really matter, but uh, specifically because I'm male identifying, uh, if you're with a male friend and they look at somebody and go, Oh, you know, he's, yeah, he, he looks really nice. Mm-hmm. Most people are like, oh, yeah, he looks really nice. But then with me, they might be like, but does he want to bang him? Are you interested in yeah. that? And yeah. And, like, I don't necessarily like that. There's an extra overtone to it. Yeah. yeah. So I, told, I sort of get it that people wouldn't want to come out. But I think part of coming out is that self-authenticity. Mm-hmm. And there is nothing but positive things that can come from being authentically you mm-hmm. no matter what that looks like and we've seen a lot of people who are not authentically themselves and often you know those are the people that others look at and go oh they seem fake or they seem disingenuous or i don't like them or i don't want to spend time with them yeah uh and we've seen it both inside and outside of the lifestyle so I don't know. I mean, I, I get not wanting to come out in order to protect yourself or to protect your family, your children, etc. Which we'll get to a bit. But ultimately, I go back to that sort of um, – I go back to that Dr. Seuss quote, which is those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to remember. Yeah, I think there's – a lot of people, so some people will want to come out for themselves, like you said, to feel like they're more 
able to be their authentic self and they're able to be themselves around other people and they're not hiding anything, it can be very important for your own self-worth to to be out and to be who you are and to be honest with the people that are close to you in life in particular. And again, how out you are in greater community can very much vary, but at least to the people that are close to you. And some people come out because they want to, and again, role model may not be the best word or the best term, but I'm going to use it for lack of anything else is, is be a role model for others and say that that's really hard for me to say role model. <laughs> wow. I don't know why that's You haven't had that this. much alcohol either. No, it's, it's just, it doesn't roll off the tongue easy. Uh, but to be maybe a beacon for others, beacon's a good word. So to be a beacon for others and, and to show that, you know, there are bisexual people in all different walks of life in all different facets and in all different communities. And so whether it be your work community, your home community, your church community, whatever it is, you know, it's important for some people to see that there are bisexual people in all of these arenas. And if there's someone who's struggling with their own identity, maybe it will give them someone to look up to, someone to talk to, just at least know that they're not the only ones out there and, and maybe begin searching and look for assistance and help and other people to, to talk to or yeah. community groups. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because I, I, I understand people not wanting to come out mm-hmm. or saying they can't come out. Mm-hmm. And I want to make it very clear that I support those folks who, feel like they can't come out. They don't want the stigma of being bisexual, especially let's look at bisexuality uh, specifically. You know, they, there, there is definitely a negative stigma to bisexuals. There's, there's that sexual taboo, either being, if you're a man, you know, you're just closeted or, uh, and, and you're actually gay, or if you're a woman, you're then sexualized. I get it. Uh, but I still think that for the vast majority of people, a lot of the negative things that they're imagining aren't actually real. I think our our imagined negativity is worse than the actual negativity that could happen. That is accepting a few places in the U.S. where you know you are yes. not protected under the law for your housing, your your job. Uh, or your education. I also think that it can, and this goes back to who do you come out to? If you feel like you need to come out to people, who do you come out to? Who are you then honest with about your sexuality? Because that can be your close family, your close friends. Do you need to broaden that to your greater family, your greater community, your workmates? How close of workmates, like people that you kind of deal with on a day-to-day basis right. and have that kind of camaraderie with or you're like true greater greater work people and and for most of us it's not really that far because that's kind yeah. of like why it doesn't impact anything but it, the question is how far do you widen that circle when you do start to come out and that can also vary greatly depending on life circumstances yes and like you said depending on where you live your environment the community around you, uh, whether you have children, whether you are divorced with children, that can make a huge difference. What a, you know, your religious 
community can make a difference. Like there's a lot of things that, and, so, and but that's not necessarily saying that you can't. It's just how do you handle it? And I'm going to play devil's advocate here, saying that and accepting that the divorce, like let's look at divorce people who have children mm-hmm. who are afraid that their sexuality will affect how they uh see their how often they see their children mm-hmm. or their religion mm-hmm. or or their work like the longer that people stay closeted the more that's going to be accepted think, yeah. it the more it's okay that your religion will put you down for your mm-hmm. gen, for your gender identity or your sexual identity the more that your workplace is going to mm-hmm. repress you for your gender identity or your workplace identity and like I get it. It's very difficult, but I'm still a firm believer that it's a thing because we as a society make it a thing. Absolutely. As soon as it's not important, it's, you know, you will always have people who will, um, pick on, I guess there's a better word, but they'll, they'll pick on people who are, are different. Mm -hmm. That's always been the case and will always be the case. But so it can also be that if you feel like you really need to come out, which some people feel like they need to, some people don't. Yes. And if you don't, that's completely fine. But if you feel like you need to, but you have hesitations because of some of these things or other things completely entirely that we've not even thought about, you know, maybe the way to do it is to think, how should I do this and maybe make it a staged approach and that maybe I tell the people that are like the closest two to three people to me and then kind of broaden that as time goes on and as you feel comfortable and as you feel like you're able to. And that doesn't mean it has to happen quickly. It can take a long time. It doesn't really matter. And it doesn't matter if it ever happens even. it's. I think it's very much of a personal choice in, in do you come out? What are your reasons for doing that? And how do you do that? Which is the next thing is, you know, when people talk about coming out, you think of like this, like a big ceremony, like they make a big deal of it. Yeah. And some people do. Some people really make it a thing and it's, it's really public. It's really showy. Sometimes it's very much of a, okay, let's sit down, have a conversation. And then some people just kind of put something up on Facebook and it's just there and it just is, it's not a thing. And it's, again, you make it a thing if it's a thing, but if it's not, if you pretend like it's not a thing or you act like it's not a thing, then it's not a thing. And you just went totally Seinfeld there. (laughs) It's only a thing. If you make it a thing and if you don't make it a thing, it's not a thing. You see the thing that you make a thing is a thing. You think? (laughs) So, but again, it's, it's, do you make it a big deal? Like, is it like really important to you that you're like, Hey, look, here I am and, and make a show of it show quote unquote or or do you is it a a serious thing in which you're like i really need to sit down and have a extensive conversation with you so you understand where i'm coming from or do you just be like no it's just who i am it's just it's out there and it's a thing and i'm not going to make a big deal of it because it's not a big deal yeah and i and again that's a very personal choice as to where you are on that spectrum absolutely and i think that yeah and so I don't know. I, I mean, because to me, I'm very much of a. It's not a thing, so I'm not going to make it a thing. And for me, it's the opposite. It's mm-hmm. something very important. It's it's for me. It, it's a vast majority of my identity. Uh, I say that it's a third of my identity. 
Yes, but at the same time, like, I don't think that it should be a big thing to other people. No. So, therefore, I'm not going to make it a big thing. Because if I make it a big thing, then they're going to act like it's a thing. But I, yeah. You and this thing a thing. (laughs) Like, thing one, thing two. What I'm saying is that it is important to me. Mm -hmm. The people who are important to me, it's not going to be that important to. It's going to be important because I care about it. Right, right. Um, the thing, and I think the but less... But it's not going to be a negative thing. Yeah. Maybe. I think the less important the person, the more important it might be to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, which goes back to the Dr. Seuss quote, you yeah. know, uh, those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. And I, I think that's still, that's an important, that's an important point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think above all else, no matter how you feel to thy own self, you must be true. And whether that is not coming out or, or coming out, I think that's both of those are valid choices with the exception of it's probably not nearly as big a deal as you think it is. Agreed. Uh, it will be bad and it could be bad in the beginning, but mm. ultimately it's going to be all right. So I also think that how you perceive it and how you go about it very much has to do with whether you are a very private person mm. where you don't really share a lot of your life and a lot of what goes on. Right. Or if you're a very public person or, you know, depending on where in that spectrum that you sit as to how how open and how public are you with your life? How much do you share? Even with your, even if you're not like public, like public, public, like, you know, media, even Facebook, right, right. that kind of thing. But even just amongst your everyday friends and your workmates, how much do you talk about what you do and who you are and, yeah. and that kind of thing? Or in amongst your family and your friends? Because some people are very, very reserved and then some people aren't at all. So that may also impact your desire, your need, your want to come out and how you want to do it and how you want that to look. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Um, yeah. So the other thing that I think can complicate it as well is if you are bisexual and in a non-monogamous relationship. We've talked about it before, but one of the kind of stereotypes or myths of bisexuality is that you're promiscuous. Yes. And so people are, I'm going to say people, many people will automatically assume just because you're bisexual, you are therefore promiscuous. Yes. Or you have promiscuous tendencies, whether you act on them or not. You have those desires, etc. Right. So if you are also non-monogamous, eh, you're... you're self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, you're sort of feeding right into that. Yeah. But at the same time, there are so many bisexual people that are monogamous. But, you know, there's a lot of us that aren't as well. And yes. so how do you balance that? And if you are in a non-monogamous relationship... And you don't want to come out yet as non-monogamous, but you do want to come out as bisexual. How do you balance that and how do you kind of shift the focus more towards the sexuality and less towards the relationship dynamic? Look, you know, unfortunately, most of the people, because I can, I can hear my mom now, like, <laughs> like, why do I care what your sexuality is? Um, and I don't say that in a very supportive way. I say that in a, no, really, like, why do I care? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
because you know you're you're let's imagine a situation where you and I are monogamous. Okay. Well, we're in a heterosexual relationship, therefore I'm heterosexual. And that logic is so broken; it's it's very frustrating. Um, I don't know. I, I find myself, I, and it's just like I just get frustrated because. It's it's very similar, I feel, to the sexuality and gender discussion. Mm-hmm. It's two things that have absolutely nothing in common. Uh, they look on the surface as if they have something in common. But once you start peeling back the layers, they have nothing in common. And maybe that's the key then, is if the discussion starts to go more towards non-monogamy, Straying, you know, seeing other people, maybe cheating on your partner if you're if you've got a long term partner and and whoever you're coming out to or talking to is concerned that you may then want to see other people or sleep with other people, then bring the discussion back to sexuality and that that has nothing to do with that. Yeah. You know, my partner and I were okay with this. We we have we've accepted who we are and our whatever our sexuality our tendencies are and and. This is a part of our relationship, and it's okay. So let's assume two people talking, mm-hmm. uh, two friends talking, one bisexual, one heterosexual. Mm-hmm. And the bisexual person comes out to the heterosexual person, and then, of course, the heterosexual person assumes that the bisexual person is wants to cheat or is cheating or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a very fair question is looking at that person and going, have you ever fantasized about having sex with someone other than your own partner? Mm-hmm. And... One of two answers is going to come up. They're either going to be honest and say yes, or they're going to lie and say no. <laughs> if they lie and say no, give up the conversation. You're not going to win, mm-hmm. but they are, I promise you, lying. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes back to that masturbation thing. There is nobody who doesn't masturbate. Uh, if they say yes, go, cool. Have you ever acted on that? And one of two things is going to happen. Either you're going to hear a story about the time they cheated on their partner, which you're like, oh, shit. Um, (laughs) We have a whole new conversation to have. Or they're going to say, of course not. And we're like, cool. How how has my sexuality changed my actions? Why does my being bisexual mean that I must cheat on my partner? So admittedly, there's a it's a choose your own adventure, which is a couple of those <laughs> a couple of those things are kind of terrifying. But if your person you're coming out to is rational, uh, that's a big if. If they're rational, then I don't think it's a big deal. Mm. Y- you can logic it out, and I think that's an important thing to do is logic it out. And I think also it goes back to the thing that we've said a million times before. This is something you've thought about for a very long time, yeah. and this person might be hearing about for the. You know, it might be a shock to them. Yeah. Heck, it may not be a shock. I think most people I came out to went, well, duh. (laughs) But, you know, still. I sounded very Southern when you said that. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So the other complicating thing, and this is a common, common one that you hear about, is what about children? You know, I don't want to affect my children's life, the social circle that they live in, the people that... They surround themselves with, whether it be schoolmates, schoolmates' parents, friends' parents, etc. Like, you know, basically, I don't want my sexuality to impact my child. Your kids are going to get made fun of for something. Mm -hmm. Might as well be something. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. 
Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool. <laughs> I was gonna say I have a few thoughts on that, in that I I understand that perspective. And it can very much depend upon the community that you're part of, where you live. Again, is there a actual risk of physical harm? Yes, that's absolutely. a problem. This is a we're, yeah. be different um, different discussions based on New York City, Mobile, Alabama, and Sacramento, California. Yeah, yeah. So if there's no risk of physical harm, again, it goes back to I think you have to look at your life, and I'm going to say your as in you, but also your as in your family, and and you know. Those that you're responsible for. Yeah. Yeah. And like, what, what do you want that to look like in an ideal world and try to work towards that? And it, it may be a very slow process. It may be, you know, it may take a long time, possibly years, maybe decade, maybe more, who knows, but try to slowly kind of work towards what you want that to look like. And, and part of the thing with children, I mean, with children themselves, Again, this goes back to not really being super concerned with what the greater community around them looks like and, and what they say. But most children themselves don't really care. They're very resilient. They do not care because if you don't, again, if you don't make it a thing, it's not a thing for them. Yeah. And we have friends who are bisexual somewhere along the spectrum and they're very open and honest with their children and what i mean it just means that their children are very aware as to what is out there what's available uh, very much aware of how other people can be and they're very accepting yeah and that's a good thing yeah that's a very good thing and so i think depending on how you do it and and of course ages of your children and again communities etc is that you can end up having very aware and very accepting children. <laughs> yes, I know, Bradford. Come on. Sorry. That's <laughs> um, a side note. That was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but she got her head caught in your hair uh-huh. and was like going after your ear. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, Ripley's providing us some entertainment here. Yeah. Uh, but going back to the children thing. Yes. So, so yeah, it, it can be, you know, if you're open with your children and honest with your children, again, age appropriate. So yes. providing as much information as is needed based upon the age and to whatever degree is needed. 
uh, or is necessary or warranted, but it, you can end up having some really awesomely aware and accepting and open children. And, and that, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be for them. It just means that they're aware of what options and opportunities are out there and what other people's experiences may be like. Yes. And that whole thing, like it always cracked me up the, um, don't talk to your children about it because you don't want to affect the way they're going to mm-hmm. be raised. And the number of homosexual children who have come from heterosexual relationships, uh, I don't think it's a big worry about that. <laughs> uh, and let's look at a different aspect where you don't want to come out because you don't want it to affect your children. You can still be a super ally. Yeah. And you're going to affect your children in that way and show them that there's a way that you can you can be an ally to communities without necessarily being 100% involved in them. And I don't think that's necessarily a lie. I don't think that's not being genuine to yourself. It's, you know, you're, you're putting up a, a bit of a wall or protection circle of protection Mm -hmm. around yourself. Sure. But if you're waving the ally flag, you're showing your children that, that the way it, it should be. And I actually think that's a really good point because if you are bisexual and don't necessarily want to come out, being coming out as an ally, being an ally to the community is a great way, again, to support and to kind of bring that awareness to the lives of others around you. But at the same time, every community needs allies. And if you aren't bisexual, but you support bisexual people, then absolutely be an ally, wave the flag we all need help. Every marginalized group needs help. And, and we all need voices. We all need support. And if that helps and helps you on your journey, then absolutely. That's a great way to do it. And, And whether you're bisexual and just don't feel comfortable coming out and being an ally is a great way to do it. If you're not bisexual, but you have bisexual people in your family, or if you don't, but you want to support the community, again, another great way to do it. Yeah. Yep. So that was my rabbit hole. That was kind of a lot of what I wanted to kind of dive into because I feel like like the the group that the butthoppers were with, they kind of touched on a lot of this, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like it was dived into as much as I wanted it you to You wanted be. to crack that nut, nut open and dive in there. I like to crack those nuts. Yes, you do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's, it's tough because... And there's a lot of gray zones and there's a there lot is. of circumstantial yeah. and there's, yeah, I mean, and, it's complicated. And I'm very much a, like, I don't know, I, I want a world in which everybody feels comfortable and safe coming out. Mm. While even coming from a rural Southeast U.S., I, I still, like, I know that there's huge risks in coming out for many people. Yeah. But... Until we start, it's a catch twenty two. Until you, until people start coming out, people aren't going to feel safe coming out. Mm-hmm. Until it's normal, it's not going to be normal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's yeah. But that's also where allies very much come in to play and come in to help. Is because if if there are people who support the community, even if they're not necessarily bisexual, or you know, if they're family members, if they're friends, and they're saying it's okay, you can do this, and we'll create a safe space for you to do this, and we'll support you. Sometimes that's all somebody needs is to know that hey, the support is there, and I'm yeah. not going to be isolated. I'm not going to be on my own. Yeah. And so I think having the greater community around you and having that greater community support 
allows people to feel more comfortable in coming out and being honest and true to themselves and those around them. And then I think that kind of gets that ball rolling and it's, and it just makes it a lot easier. You know, and, and it's one of those things too, that if, if you have children and let's say you have children of the 14, 16 and older age range, hell, even younger than that, I think it's, you know, if you can create a safe space for them and their friends at home and it doesn't take a lot, children are very perceptive. Mm -hmm. So if, if you yourself are kind of cool, chillax and okay, um, get, get something that we've all seen those little rainbows on companies that say, this is a safe space. They put on the glass windows, get something like that, have it small framed, just put it in your house. Uh, a, a safe space logo even if you just have it printed on nice paper and f- framed and sitting in your living room so that when the kids come over and they see it, they're not going to notice it until they need to notice Unless it. Unless it's a thing for them. Yeah. yeah. And once they see that this is a safe space, now you've created a, a location for them that if they need protection or need help or need someone to talk to, that's what that's what you've created. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's good. And again, with your own children, that's something that those kids will be much more apt to support. You know, the kids are little covering copies of their parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll be much more likely to support their friends uh, if they see that their parents yeah. are supporting people. Absolutely. Uh, and what does support look like? Uh, I think that's something that's really important. Uh, support looks like not accepting when people make jokes about a community, uh, not, you know, definitely not just ignoring it or t- turning the channel off if it happens on TV. But if you have friends or family members, specifically family members who are over and they make comments, you call them out and say, mm-hmm. that's not okay. Do that in front of the children. Mm-hmm. Uh Talk about why that's not okay, how that would make you feel. And, and it's important to call people out who make inappropriate comments and, and jokes uh, about marginalized communities. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Also donate to your local communities. There's a lot of work that can be done there. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. There's a lot of community groups that if you want to, you can get involved with. Uh, you can always donate and they're always looking for donations. Many of them are nonprofit. Yeah. So every little bit helps. Cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Want to take a quick break and then we'll come back to something else? Yeah, okay. All right, cool. I'm Jace. I'm Emily. And I'm Dedeker. And with our powers combined, we are the Multi-Amory Podcast. If you're happy with the same old ways of dating, if you enjoy sucking at communication, and you have no desire to improve your romantic life, then our podcast might not be for you. But... If you want some out-of-the-box ideas to deepen your current relationships, broaden your sexual horizons, develop a better understanding of yourself, or learn more about non-monogamy, then come check out the Multi-Amory Podcast on the Swingset Network at swingset.fm, the Swingset FM Android app, or at multiamory.com. Okay, and we're back. Uh, We have had... I don't want to say a load. Some. I like a load, though, because it's kind of a sexual. (laughs) We've had a load of listener questions smack us in the face. A handful? Mm, Sure. (laughs) A country load. A country handful. Uh, We've had some listeners send us a few questions. Yeah. And we've been compiling them and sitting on them for a while. Uh, So we wanted to 
maybe try to knock those out in the next little bit. Okay. Um, do you want to start or you want me to start? Yeah, I've Is got that... one here. Okay, go. So somebody wrote to us and said that they would love to hear our take on deal breakers for first conversations with someone. So whether it be in app, in text, in person, or whatever. Okay. But like what is a first conversation is an absolute deal breaker for you. Uh, I'm a Trump supporter. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or if they're wearing a red MAGA hat. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Uh, if they... Uh, if they're like, oh my God, that, you know, that ScoMo guy, he's amazing. <laughs> uh, for non Australians, that's Scott Morrison. He's the Australian Trump. Uh, if you're in Great Britain and they're like, you know what? Boris Johnson is actually a really nice looking man. <laughs> right. So okay. there's a, you know who I want my son to grow up to be like? Kavanaugh. <laughs> like, there's a lot of things uh-huh. that, that people could say that are mostly political, mostly conservative, and mostly turns me off. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. If okay. you start a conversation, honestly, though, if you start a conversation with any sort of political thing, I'm going to be like, I am not interested in you at all. Yeah. Especially if it's a conservative mm. supporting thing. Um, most political things will turn me off. Conservative supporting things will definitely mm-hmm. turn me off. I would say for me, anything that is too risque, too provocative, I don't know what the right word is there, but like right off the bat. Yeah, like a dick pic. Okay, yeah, dick pic for sure. Like if that's your number one opener, no, no, done. I mean, Ripley agrees with me here. (laughs) (laughs) If the best you have is a penis, then you're not much. Yeah, yeah. So the conversational version of a dick pic uh-huh. um, yeah. or or an actual dick pic. Yeah. Or like, you know, this is what I want to do to you. And they're like super graphic and yeah. whatever. And like, that's like right off the bat. No. Mm, I want to split you like a rail. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see what your ankles sound like. Sound like? Yeah, because you're up near my ears. Oh, God. Well, I can crack mine pretty well if that's what you want. <laughs> And get that rolling crack going on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, hashtag old. <laughs> hashtag rolling crack. <laughs> Although I'm pretty uh, sure I've been able to do that for like 20 years, but yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I, I look, I, I can't think of anything else that would really like, I, there's a lot of things I don't like. I, and most of it ends up being feeling rather mm-hmm. than it's just a feeling I get, not necessarily something that someone specifically says, mm-hmm. but definitely if I can tell that they're only in it for the sex or somebody who is extremely conservative, mm-hmm. then that's immediately, or somebody who's plastic. Yeah. And you can always tell the people who are plastic. I think uh, that's something that turns me off. Almost immediately. I would say as well for me, it's people that are too passive. So if someone's just way too passive and just like you can't, and it is just, 
I don't want, I don't know, like passive timid, something like yeah. where, where you're just not putting yourself really out there enough. Or they're doing, putting no effort at yeah, all. Yeah, like I don't want to have to carry the conversation. I don't want to have to put all the work into this. And I you don't mind doing some, but I don't want to do it all. So it's, it's so funny because you said that and I immediately, like right before you said too passive, mm. you went too and then paused and I was like, ugh, aggressive. Because <laughs> the last thing I want is like the people who are like, hey, what are you doing Monday? Hey, what are you doing Tuesday? Hey, are you busy on Thursday? Hey, yeah. do you want to hook up on Saturday? Hey, I'm available on Sunday. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. You clearly need a hobby that's not me. So basically what we are saying here is that there's a fine line between being too timid and, and passive and then like being too aggressive and desperate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, and I feel bad because I realize what we're describing is utopia, a utopia of human <laughs> being. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, look, I accept that that's. Mm-hmm. That's hard to find. Yeah. But, look, I don't know. But it is one of those that you don't want somebody who's, like, out of the gate, very graphically describing what they want to do to you or showing you pictures of such things. Like, that, I don't want that. that. That's a complete and utter turnoff for Or me. if it's clearly only about the sex. Because we've yeah. had messages from people who are like... Uh, this is our address. Our door is open. We'll be having sex. Why don't you come on in? I'm like, wow. Why? Yeah. I don't. I don't want to do that. That doesn't sound like fun. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I don't really care what you look like. Yeah. Um, I would say no to Bernadette Peters if she did that. But some people are. That's some people's thing. Sure. But again, and I'm not meant to. I'm not meaning to yuck your yum. No, no. But, but this is our perspective. This is for and, us. That's yeah. that's a massive turnoff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would say that. And also, there's been people that have messaged me, and then I'll respond back, and then I get, like, a one-word answer or something. And I'm like, seriously? Uh, yeah. Like, you instigated this, and now you're not willing to carry it at all. And I think yeah. what people should do is take a good, hard look inside and say, what kind of response or what kind of message would I like to receive mm-hmm. and try to cultivate something that is along that line. If that's, if I, I, I have a hard time believing that people, you know, would be okay with a one word answer. Mm-hmm. If you've spent, if I've spent two or three sentences yeah. asking something and I get back a one word answer, I have a hard time believing that people would be okay with that. So are you, more lenient or less or not different, no difference at all with someone in person as opposed to like over text or over an app? I am more lenient with somebody in person than I am over text or an app. Uh-huh. Uh, you, because it's easier to be funny in person or it's easier to be, I can look at you and go, this person is nervous. This person's intimidated. Mm-hmm. And I'm much more forgiving of that. Okay. Yeah. And and people might ask if I'm more forgiving via gender. No, I am. I hold both genders to the same level. I would say as well that I'm more forgiving in person. I would say not just for being able to read them and, and tell that they're nervous or whatnot, but for the fact that I can sort of, I don't want to say openly mock but sort of mock what they're saying or what they're doing at least try to point it out in some way to them that is like you said then a bit on the more humorous side or on a you know you you, tone is conveyed a lot differently and so you can kind of say hey look this isn't really appropriate 
But, you know, you could do it with your words and with your tone as opposed to actually having to say that. You're saying that you're okay with them being more inappropriate face-to-face if it's clearly a joke. Or if you can then put them in their place a lot easier and it not be as stinging because the same thing said in person and the same thing written over text are taken two very different ways. Correct, yeah. And you can usually get away with a bit more if you say it in person. Yeah, agreed, because they can see the sparkle in your eye, whereas text can look kind of cold. Right, right. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, Um, yeah. We've mm-hmm. we've had bad experiences yeah, yeah, yeah. where people say things to us and we're like, yep, not keen on this. <laughs> uh, and, and we've had yeah. those experiences where people drone on and on about stuff that's like what we're doing now. Stuff that's not <laughs> terribly important. Uh, and that's not arousing. Yeah. Um, okay. I have one here that okay. is interesting uh, and I think it's going to be surprising for some people. Okay. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, so people, somebody asked, uh, what clothes or accessories turn you on the most? Oh. Um, and then I'm going to sort of expand that as to what do you like to wear to make you, you know, that turns mm-hmm. you on. Mm-hmm. I, you have two things that I absolutely love. And I think that most people would be like, what the fuck? Um, first of all, just in general clothing, sweater dresses. Mm-hmm. I love a sweater dress. Long sleeve is my preference. Mm-hmm. Preference. You have a few sort of mock turtleneck to turtleneck sweater dresses um, or cowl neck, mm-hmm. uh, cowl, not cow, <laughs> neck sweater dresses that I absolutely love. I think there is, for me, there is nothing sexier on a woman than a sweater dress. Yeah. For men, it suits all the way. Mm-hmm. There's suits are great. Uh, then secondly, Anything that you wear at night that is jersey knit <laughs> turns me on. <laughs> and I don't know what it is. I don't know why. You have a, a sweatpants and, and sweatshirt top from Hustler yep. that I is one of my favorite things because it fits you so tightly. It shows off a little bit of midriff. Mm-hmm. I, I think it is one of the most flattering things that you own. And I love it. And then you also have a long sleeve striped um, yeah. Victoria's Secrets yeah. pajamas. So it's like a sweater. It's like a long sleeve like a t-shirt, t-shirt dress. dress. Yeah. Uh, it comes down mid thigh. It's mm-hmm. long sleeve. Yeah. It's, it's, I think most people, I would assume that most people are shocked by that. With all the leather, latex, uh, strappy, lacy, sexy stuff that you traditionally sexy stuff that you have mm-hmm. my favorite things tend to be the things that are least revealing and most covering mm-hmm. but more comfort related but more comfort related yeah. yeah it's 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 soft it's comforting it's cuddly snuggleable. it's snugglable yeah. Yeah. yeah uh so that's my absolute favorite thing that you own is the um is the hustler mm-hmm. bottoms and top mm-hmm it's like every time you come out, I'm like, hello. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So for me, I would say that. So traditionally for men, what I really like to see, uh, I would tend to agree with the suit, though it's not going to be a shocker to most people, but I tend to prefer the bow tie because I mean, come on, it's, it's 
sexy. <laughs> it's it's to me, it's flirty. It's fun. It's different, and it shows yeah. a bit of personality. Agreed. But like, I, I think the same way with bracers or suspenders. Yeah. With guys. Yeah, but at the same time, I love a good ass in jeans. Male, female, I don't care. Yeah. Something about denim over a nice ass just absolutely does it for me. And I would say for women, I like sweater dresses again like you do. But at the same time, honestly, uh, I don't know how to describe them. But I would say like your traditional kind of cocktail evening dresses with like the plunging neckline and you know, short hemlines, things like that. Don't do it for me. No. Yeah. That, and I realize that they're very revealing and they're supposed to, but they just don't do it as much for me. I like more, I like more gur. I like a bit of an edge to something. And whether that's actually leather, it can be, it doesn't have to be. It can be an accessory. It doesn't have to be a main part of the outfit. Um, yeah, it just, it doesn't really matter what it is, but I like to see a bit of an edge to someone. I, I agree. I like edge. Yeah. And it's funny because you talk about the... And that can be styling. It could be a hair. It could be accessory. It can be earrings, bracelet. It doesn't matter, but just something that's a little girl. Well, I've I like always that. said like with women, I, I'm attracted to women who I think can hurt me. Yeah. And I think that's that edge. It's if it's hair color, if it's hairstyle, if it's mm. even something as innocuous as the earrings yeah. and, and jewelry that they wear. I, you can always tell like the 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 women with a little bit of fire in mm. them, and that's what I'm always attracted to. Um, looking back at like the bow ties and the bracers and things, I always think that. Fellas who can get away with the bow tie, the bracers, the funny belts, Mm -hmm. goofy socks, things like that, are going to be the ones that are going to be more fun to play with. Because they tend to be more adventurous outside of the bedroom. And the more adventurous you are outside of the bedroom, I think, the more adventurous you are. And that's a complete stereotype. But I think the more adventurous you are inside the bedroom. I am going to make an exception to sports guys. Mm Mm-hmm. People who are more adventurous in like their activities, I'm saying adventurous in looks, mm-hmm. in the way they treat fashion. Because I've hooked up with those guys who are the mountain bikers and the skiers and the whatever. And they tend to be, they, in my experience, have tended to be pretty boring in bed. Mm-hmm. So I would basically sum it up for me in that Whatever it is, I want to see personality come through in your dress. Yeah. I want, or in some part of your outfit, in some part of your presentation of yourself. I want to see personality. I want to see that you're fun. I want to see if you have a bit of a gur, a bit of an edge, that's great. I want to see that. Like, I want to see some bit of yourself in it as opposed to just, I don't know, like cookie cutter, basic like what am I supposed to look like as opposed to what do I want to look like, I guess yeah. is maybe a better way to say it. But it's funny because even like like you were saying about comfort clothes and things is that there are many times where, especially on the weekends, I'll walk into the kitchen and you're fixing a coffee, fixing breakfast, whatever, and you're wearing your comfy <laughs> lounging clothes, your comfy pants and your T-shirts and whatnot. But the way that the lounging pants like hang off your ass and just – I can tell you don't have underwear on. I know you don't have underwear on. But the way it just kind of hugs you and just 
lays there and there's just this thin layer of fabric between us. Like I just, I love to come up and like hug you and cuddle you and feel you with that. And it, and maybe it is just knowing that there's only this tiny little something between us. And so we sleep naked. Uh, You know, it's interesting. I'm wondering if it goes back to that, you know, the cuddly safety security. Mm. Are, Are we attracted to that security? Because Maybe it's it is comfortable and mm. safe and non-threatening and yeah. it, like you said it's snuggly and there's something really attractive about snuggly and I often wonder is it our age you know mm. were we always like this is it that we're at an age where comfortable is better than yeah I don't know you know are we becoming more risk averse mm. because then when you talk about strangers. Mm. I do like to see a bit of an edge or a quirkiness. Mm. But with you, I like something a little more soft. But I would say with more permanent partners, I think it's like that as well. Yeah. Um, But at first impressions, I want to see personality. But once I get to know you, then I'm okay with a bit more comfort. But I guess at that point, you can see people's personality and what they choose for comfort as well. True. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Any other final thoughts on that? What do you like to wear? What do I like to wear? So what I feel sexiest in, uh, honestly, I've got a few pairs of jeans that I really like um, and I, I because I feel like they fit me really well. And I would say those with some kind of a top that's also flattering. We all know that I love latex. There's days that I feel a little chunkier and I don't want to wear my latex, but a lot of times once I get it on and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this, I feel really good in it. Um, harnesses I feel great in. I would say anything, like a lot of our more kind of fetish wear makes me feel good. It makes me feel sexy. And I don't know if that is the outfits or the pieces themselves. Or if it's the process of getting there and getting dressed and like the mindset of I'm going out, I'm going to do this and I'm going to feel sexy. I'm going to be sexy. I'm going to, you know, and it's, so it's a bit of that build up to get there as well. So it could be kind of hand in hand, but I really do like kind of my harnesses and the latex and things. And those are some things that I've, I've started to kind of integrate a bit more routinely than, than what I perhaps used to. So. But day-to-day, I would say a nice, well-fitting pair of jeans and a flattering top. Okay. What about you? Um, I don't know. Uh, like, I, I like the way I look in a suit, I think. I am very much... I, I like a tuxedo. I think a tuxedo is... It's, it's, I think it's honestly because it's so rare. Yeah. But if you're looking at it from a day-to-day, um, I will often throw a blazer on instead of a jacket if it's cool outside. Just because... I, I like the way I look in, in some of the blazers that I mm-hmm. have. I'm always wearing a bow tie. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, there's something for me that I feel good about that not quite polished or a bit disheveled mm-hmm. where you're wearing a pair of jeans or, or corduroys or something and an untucked shirt with a blazer over it and a tie. Yeah. I, I kind of like that, the feel of that look. The rakish look. Yeah, 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 it's uh, I like that. Uh, I feel good. I tend to feel good in that. I will or a polo and and a blazer. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what does it. I like. That's what I like uh, mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you do have some nice blazers though. I do 
Yeah. There's some really good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Do we want to wrap it up? Sure. Um, Let's go for it. What do you feel sexy in? Let us know. Uh, email us, theatomsoflove at gmail.com. Message us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, at By the By Podcast. Uh, support us and get some cool shit too from patreon.com slash by the by podcast. If you want some geeky sex toys, go to geekysextoys.com and at your checkout, use by the by and you'll get uh, 5% off of whatever they, whatever you order and they ship worldwide. So you can get uh, some cool shit uh, from geekysextoys.com. Yeah. Any last words? Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Bye. Hi, I'm Mr. Penge, co-host of Life on the Swing Set, and you're listening to a Swing Set Network podcast on swingset.fm. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.